0: Shield that split and became two leaves and one leaf. Uh Yeah, you find the word for that. Yeah, but now I forgot it. (laughs) Great podcast content. Fascination, fasciation, fasciation. There it is. Uh, Fascination, fasciation. I have a fascination with fasciation.
1: (laughs) Whoa, that'd be a sweet podcast episode. (laughs) I fantastic.
2: We were walking to the grocery store and I found a dandelion that had the fasciation. Fasciation. There it is. I already said
1: that. Fascinating. (laughs) I'm taking credit. (laughs)
2: But it was, it was like a, it's a regular dandelion, but like, it was like 1,000 stems could, together. So it was mm. a very girthy dandelion stem with like a couple extra heads on top. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is mutant. its I looked it up. It's normal. It happens.
1: Yeah. Just a normal, fasciated dandelion. Fascinating. Fascinating.
2: fascinating. <laughs> Woo! Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. I'm Kaylin.
0: I'm Adam. And I'm Christine.
2: And today we are going to be talking about plant gadgets. Are they worth it or no? Depends on which one. Typically, no. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to start this off on the wrong foot. Uh, moisture meters. Plant gadget. I've had it. I've used it. I hate it. Don't like it. I should give it away, but I don't want to encourage anyone else to use it. So I'm just going to not I'm Gonna leave it in my basement.
0: Um, also called hydrometers. There's a difference between hydro and hygro. We will discuss hygrometers probably, and, but hydrometers are not worth
1: it i would i would agree
0: oh i need a sound effect that's a
1: do you have a what can you just tell us like play one of them we won't won't be able able to hear hear it it's on my headphones because it's gonna go into the recording but for the listeners, we could
0: do your bicycle bell adam oh hey i have an air horn hang on oh because i don't have the.
1: wow i can hear that from here did you just get did you just get deafened no What are we talking about?
0: Yeah, just that are worth <laughs> it or not worth it. Yeah.
1: Um, 100% bike bells are worth it. Yeah. So if you were wondering, now you know.
2: Yeah, for the people who don't want to say on your left when you yeah. pass
1: people. Like and just angrily buzz them with your little beeper. Like any day of the week, I will happily angrily buzz you with my beeper <laughs> <laughs> over yelling on your left. I'm, I hate yelling at.
0: There's a new law in Minnesota that I... Really don't like. Is it about bicyclists? Yes, and how they don't have to stop at intersections. Wait, that's a law now. Yeah. No. no, they needed to
2: make that the opposite. Yeah. Uh, if they... you're going to be on the road, you need to follow the rules of the road. Right. You don't get special bicycle rules because right. how do I know if you're going to stop or not? And I got here first, so I get to go, and then I hit you, and it's all my fault because, because you didn't stop. We got derailed so fast, but I have one <laughs> more thing to say
1: about bikes <laughs> hey. because we're talking about bikes. And we... We having, I'm getting ADHD tested. Okay. The thing is. We just th- this city just didn't want to make enough bike paths, so instead they were like, "We're just going to change the laws on oh, the road." The
0: road, yeah, not okay, I not just, okay. Not only is I yeah because yeah, that's so, dangerous for the bicyclists. That's dangerous for the motorcyclists.
2: That's not dangerous for the pedestrians because they usually follow the rules pretty well. But.
1: And it also segues perfectly into our discussion for today, which is fat gadgets. Yes, <laughs> if they're worth it or not worth it.
0: Number one, okay, hydrometers not worth it. What those are are these like. Two prong, like two metal sticks. Or not even two prongs. I, I had a one, one prong. Oh, I guess i are wrong. One ones. I have two styles. And then there's like a little thing at the top that will say, too dry, fine, too wet, or whatever. It's like a little. It's like what, a little what is this? It's a dial. Is it a dial? Yeah. And yeah. the issue, like, and they usually have different settings. So, like, there will be a gauge. moisture setting or there will be like a light setting. I don't have the light
1: setting. Yeah. There's a pH. No. So there's the ones that I one. have seen have had like, sometimes they have like two or three sticks Mm -hmm. and sticks probes that have sensors on the bottom. And one of the sensors detects moisture. One of the sensors is supposed to detect pH, but I'm pretty sure in order to do that successfully, it would have to be calibrated in a solution that's neutral. Mm -hmm. And then you would be able to stick it into soil and it would be able to tell, but I don't think they really give you a way to do that. So I would agree. I think that hydrometers generally, and even like a pH probe that has no way to be calibrated properly. Don't rely on those. I, I wouldn't wreck, I wouldn't recommend right. it. And
0: My experience with them, they always sit there and tell me that everything's too wet.
2: Or sometimes they'll be like too dry, too dry when you have an airy mix and they're uh-huh. just not touching the soil on their little probey bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's all kinds of just like caveats that come into using soil moisture meters. And again, it, It also just leads you down a pathway that's, I would say, the wrong direction to go if you're getting into understanding how to grow plants. Mm -hmm. Which is not being able to read the plant itself, but depending entirely on a gadget that...
2: Well, and without spending $10, you already possess a moisture meter
1: on your person. You possess... Your finger. 10 moisture meters. (laughs) 20 if you count your toes. (laughs) Not to be be the
0: person that is a... A touch ableist, because one, not everyone has hands. And two, you you can be like me, and I've burnt my hands so much over my course of my career. I can't feel moisture. So do you use your toes? I can't feel. (laughs) Do you sting your toes in the pot? No, I so I've you know, I use the weight method, or that's true. I can not the plan. No, that's too. true. That's true. I, I would say,
2: Adam, I'd, you have uh, six plants over there on the floor. Can I come stick my
0: toes?
1: Absolutely not. Dip your toes, but in Christine. The cool... I do agree with you. I don't think you absolutely need fingers to be able to grow plants, right?
2: If you were bestowed with 10 or fewer digits, but. Still more than zero. You could check the soil moisture by sticking your finger in the soil and seeing
0: how wet it is. Do we need to start over, you guys? No, this is fine. I just need to. I'm just, I'm (sighs) resisting really hard not to derail the conversation. (laughs) In which that humans can't detect moisture
1: very accurately. I would agree. agree So
2: I I know what you're talking about. When I do my, my adaption is I stick my finger in the soil and then I pull it out and then I rub it with my thumb. And that way I can see if like what, right. If it's actually wet or if I'm just feeling cold, Mm -hmm. that's the problem. So yeah, it's more so a temperature. And like, you're really only feeling down the first one to two inches. You don't have to stick your finger in that far. And like, Mm -hmm. I can also eyeball it with your eyeballs sometimes. Um, I think I, I, I figured out, I figured out a system that works for me, but right. I definitely have to use a two finger mm-hmm. feel my finger afterwards.
1: I wound up eyeballing it a lot more in the greenhouse setting because a lot of the things are potted into pretty much exactly the same type of mix and then it's getting so much light and heat that you
2: could probably be on the
0: safe side if and just water if, it. the,
1: if especially for smaller pots, if the surface is dry, if it's like a five inch or smaller pot and the plant is not like super like rot prone, you can safely. You could usually safely water it. And then if you're not sure, everything's in plastic. In the, in my previous work, in a greenhouse, everything was planted in plastic so I could mm-hmm. lift it up and feel how light it is. So I think the moisture meter is just, it's not.
0: It's out of touch with today's times. And we're
1: calling it a hydrometer, right? hydrometer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Branching off that, the moisture sticks. Like the little, like... I don't know if they're cotton or paper sticks that you can put in and they basically absorb the moisture and let you know if there's... Mm-hmm. When not. people use bamboo sticks, like chopsticks too,
2: mm-hmm. which I feel is not
0: a I bad way. I do do that. That's just you stick it in and pull it out. Um, but I'm talking more, these stay in long-term and they like, either they change color when they have moisture or they, like and then the they dry taste? out and turn white if they're too dry or stuff. Mm. I don't know if any of us have enough experience to actually talk on them. Well,
1: I've never heard of I them. will say... A chopstick is a good gadget to have if you're growing plants in like potting mix, Mm -hmm. because they can help with, you can use them for soil aeration, which I don't really do, but you can also use them to like help repot things. Yes. Like you can use them to kind of um, probe into the mix when you're potting something fresh to make sure there's no air pockets left. Mm -hmm. You can use them to help like pop really root bound things out of pots. So, I mean, if we're talking about probes, yeah, then I, the chopstick is a potentially better option than the the hydrometer. Alternative, I just bought like a five hundred pack of
0: wooden kebab sticks, and I use those a lot i i love a i love a steak i love a chopstick for various activities in the
1: (laughs) like food and eating dinner
2: no 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 specific i have specific plant chopsticks use them all the time i have one metal one which is my favorite great for aerating the soil great for poking holes and letting my propagations um pop them in soil and i was going to say something that i forgot what was the last thing you said christine the bob sticks. Oh, if anyone needs any three millimeter pipettes, I had to order like two hundred, so I oh. have extra pipettes. If you need new pipettes for your fertilizer or anything,
0: I wouldn't. There I'd were say six dollars. No a few of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. My juju ones got pretty gross. Yeah. Do you need some too? I mean, I have access to pipettes, but okay, I'll cool. Take some if
2: you. Don't. I mean, if you have access, take your own. Eventually, I'm going to need all two hundred. Wow,
1: <laughs> oh, that's serious <laughs> business. No. I mean, you know, over the course of like six lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So. That kind of is on the same topic. If we're talking about gadgets that are used for moisture and water, uh, pipettes are useful. There's also like the little, so pipettes are useful for measuring fertilizer, I think mostly mm-hmm. also for measuring pH.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I use them to take like samples of solution, like nutrient solution and, um, like a, like a measured amount, like mm-hmm. whatever, three milliliters, cause you need a specific amount and then you add three drops of a new, like a pH test.
2: So like I what? have a three millimeter for my fertilizer and a one millimeter pipette for my pH balancing, pH, yeah, which is fun, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So <laughs> that's just the sizes, yeah. I'm like doing. if you want to get serious about like being a scientist and the way you grow plants, like pH measuring the pH is really fun because oh, that's a gadget, that's a gadget,
0: yeah, that's a total gadget. And staying on the science gadgets, uh, forceps are allocasias. oh yeah, hell yeah. I, I just have tweezers. Well, my mom had some that she gave me, so I love them for corms for allocasias, because <sighs> you can like. Hold them and like, get them real in there.
1: And, yeah. I mean, Yeah. They're also like, I mean, even just tweezers useful for like, if you're, if you're potting succulent, like a succulent mix or a succulent oh, yep. basket, like you Maybe just it. take cuttings and you have rosettes with long, on, on the ends of long sticks. You can use chopsticks or not chopsticks, like, you could use chopsticks, but yeah. also, um, <laughs> what are these? Forceps, tweezers, tweezers to like, just push that down gently mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. whatever your mix is. Um, so I would highly agree with that. And also for terrariums, planting yeah. terrariums. Mm, the those forceps. really long ones. Yeah. Uh, so
2: I had to, like, I know what forceps are mentally, but like, I don't
0: actually... Physically they're like I couldn't tell you what they look like. Yet. I have a pair of forceps I use at work all the time. Oh, am I These speaking? Ones? incorrectly? I'm speaking incorrectly. Wait, can um, I see. They're like little the, scissors, the scissor but ones. they're for
2: grabbing things and mm-hmm. they lock in place so that
0: you can like hold it. I use mm-hmm. them for sewing. That's mm. not what I have. Using them for bones. Seed sewing. I just have really large tweezers essentially. I can't remember what they're called then. Okay. I love the really large
2: tweezers. I just have the um Medium-sized tweezers, so slightly bigger than the ones you use for your eyebrows, but not the large ones you'd use if you're planting a terrarium. Mm-hmm. Love those things all the yeah. time. All the time use them.
1: There's a lot of uses for that. And I, even, even like removing, I don't know, like dead or decaying necrotic tissue yeah. from plants. What are those
0: called? Does it have a thing?
1: They're tweezers. They're okay. college tweezers. Oh, oh! So you, <laughs> you graduated, and you have the college tweezers. Yeah. Um. No. What was I saying? They're like those those types of tweezers, forceps, whatever. Sure. They're, really they're useful, f- even for like de- like debriding necrotic tissue. Like, oh, if you've yeah. got plants that are kind of like partially gro- have like gross tissue or dried tissue that you want to remove, those can be useful. Yeah. I I do use my tweezers to help unfurl leaves <gasps> occasionally which you i know do? is a no-no it's like a big no-no i don't I, even
2: use tweezers it, i just use my it's, fingers it's,
1: <laughs> they're more effective than fingers like that's why i do it like i mist with water and then i can kind of like slide one end of the tweezers and just sort of gently separate those. depending on the plant i've just learned to be hands-off because
0: i know i'm going to break it i mean if, unless it's like a really painful looking cinderella foot uh-huh. situation that i
1: usually just leave them alone Stupid i almost always help down them down. but I've i don't broken break them many. that much anymore while we're talking at the same time, really, level, level. Really, really, What are you level. talking? What are you, what are you I saying? What are you saying? Stop that, Adam.
0: Um, so hydrometers? no. High Hygro, hygrometers. Hell yeah, those I little am.
2: bad boys are little meters that will tell you what of them. um what humidity percentage Relative you're running humidity, at. Yes. Yep, and then mine also tells me my temp temperature. I'm sure you can get ones with added features, um, but I keep them in the tent or like in my grow space or outside in the greenhouse. Um. And then I can keep track of over the last 24 hours, what was my high and my low.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Then I can look back and be like, oh shit, it got too cold out here last night. I got to bring these bitches in.
0: Or it got down to 20% humidity, I should
2: think. And then somehow. you're like, oh, no, I need to water now because if it's not ho- my, you know, cabinet's not holding humidity.
1: Right. right. I just recommended that we get an, a bunch of those for the conservatory because mm-hmm. they're super, super useful tools, especially the ones. They don't any? We have a couple, but not enough. We've got so many different spaces and like we've got so many computer systems that are like controlling and manipulating the environmental conditions that if anything goes wrong at night, I want to know what the nighttime low was or the Mm -hmm. night or the daytime high, like how hot did it actually get in here? So especially those meters that tell you like over the course of a 24 hour period, what the maximum and minimum. You need the fancy digital ones that will track it on an app and give you a cute graph. Yeah, we could get those, but I'm just saying (laughs) yes to those those. are 100% useful, especially when you're moving into a new space and Uh you're not like you don't know exactly what the conditions are in that space yet. Mm -hmm. And you just want to know how hot is it getting on a daily basis and and how humid is it like regularly in here?
2: What is the price range that you guys find them for? Like Like, don't pay more than 12 bucks for them? 10. Yeah. Because I think if you buy them like on Amazon or eBay, you could probably get like a $4 one. I'm trying to no more than twelve.
0: I usually just go down to Menards or Home Depot and buy one. I can't remember if I think it's in the five to ten range. Yeah, the little white ones. Um, Yeah, there's like a whole spectrum. I have the silver and black ones, and also the batteries last forever.
1: But not, and I like that
2: they have a clip on Mm -hmm. them.
1: Many years, yes, um, they should. I don't think I... And some of them, some of them come with like a sensor and a monitor. Like mm-hmm. And some of them are just just have the sensor attached to the monitor. So that means like, oh, you either have a, a monitor that's displaying the the like a digital monitor that's displaying the temperature and humidity. And right. then you have a sensor that's like sending signals to it. That from, was the
2: thermometer we had as a kid growing up in our kitchen.
1: Mm-hmm. So you
2: drop the sensor out the window and you leave the monitor on right. the window. So. But
1: you can basically get as fancy or as simple as you want. Right. Generally speaking, simple is Better because if it breaks, then you're like, Oh, I can fix it, or like, I can just replace just it. Get a new one. Um, you just but, go buy a new one and return the broken one, right? I mean, what I don't do that. Yeah, I think we could, <laughs> like, if we're since we're talking about cat, I learned
0: that from you in college. <laughs> oh my god, what I, that to, I told Adrian that the other, like a couple months ago, I was like, Or we could do the Kalen method where you <laughs> just buy another one and then return the broken one. He's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> What did I do that in college for? I don't remember. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm still doing it on the record now. Shh. Whatever. The, Whatever.
2: <laughs> like, if it's been like three years, I'm not going to do that. But like, right. my little thing I got from Menards, like, you know, my little $9 humidity temperature gauge fucking busted after like two weeks. And I was like, fuck this. So I bought a new one and returned the old one.
0: I think that would have just still been in the
1: window just to flat out return it. But yeah, I was going to say.
2: It was definitely outside the window. So it wasn't oh, that quick.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. Well, The point I guess I'd like to make at this point is generally with gadgets, generally, simple is better. Correct. I think when you get into like, oh, I'm depending on an app or like a computer system to like keep my plants alive. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous Mm -hmm. because if there's any kind of glitch, then your plants are dead. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Well,
0: hopefully not that immediately. You're not that reliant on something. Yes. You're that reliant. (laughs) Is this the AI episode now, Adam? Uh, Uh, Well, it would be a good segue. Yeah. Uh, Next we have on the list those cute little clay waterers. Mm. Uh, They're like... um, Sorry, I just plates. I was like trying to. It's like they're a, like little
2: terracotta cones. Yes. They look like butt plugs, and then you attach them to a bottle, and then you stick it point down into
0: your soil oh, and no, then no, no, it no, self no, no, waters. No, 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 that's aquaglobes.
2: No, 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 uh, aqua. The the terracotta I'm, ones are
0: the same thing. I'm talking about the little like. Oh, it's like gun. a watering can. It's like a bell with a bunch of holes on it, and you put it in you, water, and you put your finger over the top to hold the water, and then you let go to water it.
2: Oh, what? That's what you're talking about. Yes.
1: Well, there's also the little steak things it? that you use to self water your plants. That's what I thought you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Watering globes. Wait, no. So
2: they're they're cute. They're not very practical. It's just a fancy looking watering can for your plants. The like the different ceramicists will make them. Mm. But it's like a little like a little dome shape. And then mm. there's holes like a strainer on the bottom. And then you stick it in a bowl of water and you let the air get displaced by water, and then what you'll do is there's a little, like, bottleneck mm-hmm. on it with a little hole at the top oh. that's not very big. You'll cover that hole with your finger, and then, like, you know how you do that trick yes, with a yes, straw? Yes, yes, yes. You'll do that with this. You'll hold your finger over the hole, and then you'll pick it up. The water will stay in it. Take it over to your plant. You release your thumb, and then the water comes out. Mm-hmm. Water's your plant.
1: But, but why? Because it's cute,
0: and because <laughs> then I can sell things. Yeah, it is a very cute akin... Because they'll make them look like little
2: clouds. So then when you release the water, the rain is coming out of the cloud.
0: And Mm. yes, they work like in your logic, simple, it works. It's just not practical. Maybe if
2: you're watering a two inch plant, but like you need to soak your water. You need to soak your plants every time you water instead of just watering a little bit. And like these things don't hold much
1: water. I was just, I was like literally just educating my barber about that the other day. Your barber. My barber. (laughs) Because he was like, why do I have fungus gnats? I like water like two, like a single liter of water once a week into this giant look, He's got a huge regal shield, like the same size as yours. And uh, and I'm like, dude, a liter of water once a week is like the weirdest possible way to water that. Because it's just going to have like really dry pockets over here. Mine gets like
2: a gallon and a half of water.
1: Yeah. Every like three weeks. Yeah. So like it was this, what you're saying is like you need to properly moisturize the entire root ball when moisturize. you water it. Yeah.
0: Right. And say you're even using that thing to do that. It's just so impractical
1: because it holds maybe a cup of water. Precisely. So you're just constantly going right. to be right. So I course. wouldn't say that maybe that isn't the most simple way right. to do it. I think the simplest way to do it. The is- design of the thing is simple. Right.
2: It's like the idea of people who are like my plants need to be misted and they have the cute little misser mm-hmm. that will, you know, aggravate my carpal tunnel within two minutes. <laughs> So Adam is a mister. No, oh I just at the plant
0: oh. sale, Dallet.
1: He's so cute.
0: <laughs> it was raining and he was walking around misting plants. <laughs> At our plant sale? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Who brought a mister? He did. I, no, no, no. He, no, you know what? Um Simone gave him oh, a mister. Gotcha. And then he got really excited. And it was, was raining like,
2: and It he was misting
1: the plant. Yeah, he was like, This needs this needs water.
2: <laughs> oh my god, you need to get it on him. It's no, so no, cute. it doesn't.
1: Well give him an airplane. We can mist. all agree that whatever you called I don't even remember what is this device called. I don't know what it's called. That's just it's a, it's a, a watering
2: bell. Yeah. It's a
1: watering bell. Yeah, sure. We can agree that maybe okay if you really want to do that, but <laughs> it's it's not the best worth way it, yeah.
2: yeah well let's transition into misters i think those little misters the aerator ones you put the battery in mm-hmm. super cute great for carpal tunnel also don't mist your plants <laughs> so worth it or no Nah. dude
1: spray bottles are extremely if useful if it's an have. epiphyte
2: yeah spray bottles great love them i'm not misting my plants with them though i'm doing other things
1: right we're we're, we're using them to like carry whatever pest control agent mm-hmm. and disperse it onto the oh. foliage evenly. And so, like, the pump sprayers, the, like, just reusing spray bottles, it's worth, it's worth having.
2: But not for misting
0: your plants. Don't mist your plants. Spraying Unless they're epiphytes. The spray bottles that you got me at, I think, at EcoGarden Supply. Supply. The ones where the, the tip can Yeah, it's turn a, turn a little angled upward. nozzle.
1: Mm. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm and so I, glad. I would say, sorry, I would say the spray bottles that can twist and have, like, a... It's solid stream or mm-hmm. like a mist option you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. like you can rotate the nozzle and like you can get a solid stream or a mist
0: you can i, I called it but fuzzy
1: is, last night right the, the, the spray is fuzzy
0: but that's but not the right word this does that but also the whole nozzle turns so that you can be holding the the uh the spray bottle up and down but it's still spraying directly upwards
1: huh, okay. so it's amazing
0: it's this
1: yeah yeah, I see. Wow, no, that
0: that's a blank screen I, I just, no, just. I
1: saw it for a second. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So the yeah. green
2: part you can spray it down or uh, you can turn it and spray it up, but you don't have to turn the bottle uh, so that you're not running out of uh, juice as you're like spraying yeah, the I underside see. of oh, plants. That's cool. That's they cool. So it's like a directed
1: nozzle amazing. on the tip of a spray. And
2: I don't even get full credit for that. Uh, <gasps> Mason from Eco Garden Supplies, the one who was like, You should get these. And I was like, Okay. And then when I was like, Oh, I like these. And then Christine was like, I need bottles for my sprays, and I was like, Ooh, get these. And Christine was like, Okay. <laughs>
1: Point like, is, like I would say the spray bottle is useful for watering like if you got stuff in sphagnum moss that dries out or like little tiny pots mm-hmm. that you don't want to like bring to the, each one to the sink to water it like wait i'll wait, just you're
2: I'll, just misting it no to I'm, water using, it? I'm using
1: like the stream setting to like <laughs> that's still not enough water i don't <laughs> think but it's like a it's, teacup size propagation so i'm just like oh filling up
2: topping off your thing
1: yeah, like once the yeah. surface looks dry over the propagation, like if it's in Coca-Choir or something, I'll just like use the mister to water it, basically. Yeah. So there I would say sprayers, misters, pump sprayers worth, worth having as a plant parent.
2: My little OCD uses the sprayer of water to like spray down the side of the pot after I've put up my propagations and then I make it nice and clean. <laughs>
1: right. For all of these different reasons. No, right, like right. it's it's useful to like clean yeah, for cleaning. Spring foliage, if with if you're trying to treat for pests or uh-huh. all those different things. How about all aqua, aqua globes? No. Sorry. Are those like aqua globes, i.e.,
0: those terracotta sticks we were talking about? They're so, it's for self watering your plants. They're, they're, it's it's like a globe of glass with a oh, tiny stick. That's an aqua globe. Yes. And different.
2: Different, they're different, but they function the same. Because the, the they're releasing those, moisture so into the I water as the plant dries out. Let's
0: uh slow release self waterers. Mm hmm. Worth it or no? Yes. Okay.
1: I agree with, I agree with that terminology.
2: But not with the use
1: of them. I don't really, I've, I have the kind that are like a terracotta tip that attached to a long tube that you put into a bucket of water Mm -hmm. and then it slowly through capillary action, like draws water through the tube. Are you always using that? And disperses into soil once it's dry Mm -hmm. and it only works when the soil's dry. If the soil's saturated with water, it will not draw more moisture through capillary action. Mm-hmm. Do you use that all the time? I've never used it before. Oh. I bought them when I was like going on vacation, and I just was like, "This isn't that's very fe- like convenient." Or right? I don't know.
0: That's I guess my only time I would consider using them is I'm going to be gone for two weeks. I'm worried stuff's going to dry out too much. Maybe then, but really, no. No. At that point, I'd rather just get a, a timed system that would do it. Yeah. Which is
1: on this list, but... I mean, theoretically, it'd be good for, like, ferns, right? Or, like, something Maybe. that that Needs has, like, high wet. tolerance to wet feet, like, they can really sit in water.
2: I suppose you could find a situation in which that would be an applicable, like, solution. Like, I have a couple plants that are on a wick, which is similar to a self-watering oh. pot similar to having an aqua globe but not quite right I think the wick is just more effective but
1: yeah I think that we could definitely segue like compare that to wicking mm-hmm. like moisture wicking systems and self-watering pots because it's sort of that same system where your' your plants' taking up or you're, you're using a gadget to help maintain an even level of moisture yeah
2: I have successfully grown a begonia maculata in a self-watering pot this is the kind where it, you plant it in a terracotta um, or our- just clay. Pot that sits inside a vessel that is watertight that you then fill up with water, mm-hmm. and then because the clay is porous, it will draw water from mm. the outside of the clay that doesn't have a hole in it to the inside where the soil may be dry, and then it just self waters that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So we can- I was actually I successfully grew that begonia for at least I, six
0: months, maybe I, a year. I like that design more. What you just described, I've never done it, but I've done the plastic versions where it's the plastic pot, and then it's just like a couple an feet. attachment below it. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, usually that attachment is just not enough. It does not hold enough water to water the whole pot. Depends on how big it is. Mine um, was like a three inch. Right. So mine was fine. So this was, I had my, uh, completely blanked marble queen pothos in this. And nine times out of 10, I just would just water it regularly. What
2: I didn't like is because the self-watering thing doesn't have a hole in it. It was really hard to like completely saturate the soil. And so I never really did. And it always seemed dry on the top. But, you right. know, the plant wasn't dying. It had enough, you know, water at its roots. But overall, I don't think that's a... What I was growing was a good long-term solution for that plant.
1: Mm-hmm. I wish I eventually potted up into a regular pot and grew it normal. I would agree. Partially because in that setup, it's going to be difficult... Because one thing that happens when you water is the gas exchange. And so if you have just a pot that's just constantly being bottom watered, basically, is what Mm -hmm. you're describing. It's not going to like pull through suction, like fresh oxygen down into the root zone when you do water it and allow it to drain out like what would happen if you have a standard pot that has drainage holes.
0: Yeah, and that whole mineral thing, you want to be able to flush the minerals through. Yeah, get the salts out.
1: Right. Will the salts transfer through the terracotta? I mean,
2: it's possible the terracotta would absorb them because, like, when you have terracotta pots, you know how the white, crusty
1: stuff... Is on the outside. On the outside. Right. But then
2: the plant pot is sitting in that water reservoir and you're not cleaning it and mm-hmm. you're not...
1: So maybe if you were using like distilled them. water or reverse osmosis That's water... That's too much work.
2: Just put it in a regular pot and water like a normal person.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, but again, this feels like one of those intermediate things where it's like, uh, maybe in the right situation, like if you know what you're doing, it could be useful. But generally, I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it to someone unless they were in that very specific situation where yeah. it's like... Right. And like, you can get it to work. You.
2: you can get it to work, but it's not something... I was willing to continue after I did that one plant in it and learned my lesson.
1: Do we want to move on to a different type of gadget? Yeah. Next, we have light meters.
2: I love a light meter. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent necessary. Even if you don't have grow lights, hundred percent recommend. They're $40. Get the doctor meter. Don't use the one on your phone. Just spend the $40 if you like plants and do it. It's great. Learn how to use it.
1: Do you recommend foot candles? Yes.
2: It doesn't matter. Foot candles or luxe are lux. They're both the same. Not lumens. Don't use lumens. Measures a whole different thing.
1: Right. Like lumens Correct. are like the color of. No, no, that's Kelvins. That's color temperature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
2: lux is the amount of light that you receive at like an object. So let's say my phone is 10 feet away from the window. The lux is going to be measured how much light is 10 feet away from the window. Huh. Lumens is how much light it it's going to be right at the source. It produces. So like if you have a light bulb, uh-huh. it'll be like, you know,
1: 1,200
0: oh. lumens or 5,000 oh, lumens and 8%. that's right at the source.
1: I get you. Right. So
0: lux and lumens, it's a difference of distance. Okay. Okay. And I work in the lighting industry, so I work off foot candles. So I prefer foot candles. Foot candles, but
2: And I just ended up picking foot candles when I started learning about how measuring light for houseplants works. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference, lux and foot candles, essentially the same. One is just 10, lux is 10 power mm-hmm. um, to foot candles. So if you have 10... Foot candles, it's the same as 100 lux. Hmm.
1: And there are PAR meters. There's That's photosynthetic the, something something photos- and then photosynthetically PPFD. active
0: radiation. That's yes. going to be your most. Uh, accurate. Accurate for plant situations. Mm-hmm. But also like most comprehensive. And most expensive.
2: Absolutely the better way to do it if you have $300 to so burn on a meter. But right. if you have
0: a good um, resource, i.e. Houseplant Journal, I'm just going to give Daryl a quick shout out because he's already gone through and done the conversions for everything. So you can work off of foot candles and lux instead. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the system I've learned to use
2: and recognize. And mm-hmm.
1: But there's also ppfd which is another thing which is like a a, photosynthetic
2: photon flux density or something
1: yeah and (laughs) that
2: i'm a nerd whatever
1: that is more specifically looking at the spectral range that plants Mm -hmm. normally use and from people that i've talked to however it sounds like there while there is like a range so like light comes in waves right and so Mm -hmm. like longer waves are going to be closer to the Red side of the spectrum and shorter waves are closer to the blue, or maybe it's vice versa. You're backwards. And then, yeah, so then you get into ultraviolet and infrared, which plants evolved yep. in the full spectrum of light. So to say that they only use this small range isn't i don't think quite accurate because there are things that like probably ultraviolet and infrared light do for plants that maybe we don't measure and it's really difficult to get tools to measure that but but in a more general sense i think we can kind of you put light meters in that category with hygrometers Mm -hmm. which especially when you're in a new space and you haven't or you haven't gone through a full year growing in your space they're fantastic to evaluate what your conditions are. So you really know what you're dealing with um, th- as the seasons pass.
2: Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, even if you just have a light meter on your phone that you downloaded for free, it's better than nothing to tell you which windows are actually getting right. sunlight and, you know, what windows are being blocked by like, you know, another building right, right. next to
1: yours. Right. Or the human eye is notoriously bad at detecting what is good light for plants. So correct.
2: agreed, agreed, agreed times a thousand. Yeah. Don't trust your eyeballs, people. Use your third eye instead. Which is a light meter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could, get, like, make that into a sticker somehow.
2: Use your third eye. <laughs> and it's just a,
1: it's just a sticker a light meter. of a light meter. You know, the light meter it's has the, the light little
2: white ball on it, the,
1: yeah.
0: the, 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 the little diffusing dome. Like a light that sensor. the eyeball. Mm-hmm. I need to get new batteries for my light meter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking D batteries or whatever they... They're 9-volt. Mine was. Yeah, those ones. Um,
1: Do we... Can batteries. Can I, like, mention one of the gadgets just popped into my mind? Sure. Yeah. Timers. Yeah, for, for yeah. Grow light. Was that Do you ones?
2: use the analog ones, or do you have digital ones, or are you fancy analog. and you have the
1: ones that are? I feel like you should be able to guess this controlled. based on my like caveat that I. Adam, into he has this. Analog, timers. Yes, yes. analog timers. I have analog timers for the rest of my life. You know, I've had the same analog timers since I started growing plants. I bought like six from Menards. They were like four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, each. don't
2: pay more than five dollars for
1: your things. You can get them for cheap. They they kind of make this like clicking sound yeah <laughs> which it's is timer it's kind of soothing like yeah. oh brandon hates it i kind of find it soothing so like if you hate that sound then get a digital one yeah i've learned to block it out uh yeah
0: right but my analog timer broke oh no How? i did actually
1: you, had, like, had one you, break like, too did it at the concrete floor
0: no, i just I, I there was a few days i was waking up and going downstairs and being like why isn't my girl, yeah it like, won't turn are, off why am i no they weren't on oh i had um, one that wouldn't turn off yeah and so i just learned i've sat there and messed with it one day and i've the little prong so it's uh-huh. your timer is like 24 hours it's it's got like a little clock on it and it's got like a million little it's a circle it's got a million teeth, little like
2: thir- th- 30, 30 minute
0: denotations Empower.
1: right so it's got 24 hours and each hour is divided into two Four. parts for me it's two like i can do it down to the 30 minute yeah for me i can do
0: 15 minute oh um yeah, and they like, whatever it is, you push down, it means it's going to be on, push up, it's off, mm-hmm. whatever. But the, something happened where either they got worn down enough that it no longer was flipping the mm-hmm. switch to turn it on. So I sat there and had to like, I went through and real figured out which ones were wrong. And then I basically did the math too. It's now thinking it's like midnight, but, right, it's but actually, it doesn't actually yeah, really yeah. matter.
1: So right. you're in, this is a case where analog comes through because you your timer it broke. Wasn't like
0: a, I had and,
2: to completely replace it. Right.
1: Oh, I threw mine away. Mine was oh. broke, broke. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> One out of like twenty, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now I use them for my Halloween lights. But
1: yeah, timers for lights, for even for fans. I've used them for like I got a heavy duty analog timer that I was using to control a like a radiator mm-hmm. or like a heat mat in my basement for a while, um, and yeah, it just gave me way more freedom. And
0: I like the ones. I have a couple of the ones that are power strips. Ooh, and I love those. I need to go get another one actually. And one side is the time and one side is constant power. Mm. So there's four. I
2: have the one with four slots. Mm-hmm. Four slots for timer, four slots for constant. Mm-hmm. And I, I just bought another Soltech as a reward for meeting my savings goal. <laughs> and that's nice, so then you're not <laughs> But I need another fucking thirty-six dollar grow strip trim timer right now.
0: Twofold. It's nice, so then you're not using up an entire outlet just for plant things you can plug other things into it and what's beautiful is to. there's one timer mm-hmm. you don't need
2: four timers right yeah
0: and also i like it so that if i decide that i want my fans on 24 hours because it's just getting hotter in the house then i can just like swap it over so it's constantly on cool instead of on the time
2: for me i have my girl lights next to my computer and my printer and my plug-in right. external hard drive so all of those guys are set up on the one side and then all my grow lights are set up on the other side right yep. yeah and
1: sometimes the timer can like take up both Outlets on a thing, so like having the having the Mm -hmm. strip Mm -hmm. is could be useful. There's a lot of different timers out there, and I think we can all agree that for plant people, and really for all people, they're (laughs) useful in a lot of different ways.
2: In our Minnesota plant peeps Discord, we have a very loyal following to the digital timers. Tom and Alyssa, okay, are.
1: Digital timer people Where they like connect to an app Or
2: I have one of those Because it came with A different brand of grow light That I bought And He's okay I you know You have to like Fork over your email address And like sign up For their Hmm. Thing instead Hmm. Of just being able to Control the fucking Plug from your fucking phone So I had to do that The other day But I it's nice because you can set the timer on your phone. It's just like turn, turn it off remotely. For a
1: subscription, and then you're gonna yeah. Like, they're well, gonna sell you. my
2: email to make money. Yeah,
1: and then they're gonna. And say I can't th- use
2: Oreo at BigMac.com.
1: <laughs> I just tried it for like people that are curious. In our last episode, yes. <laughs> I was trying to get access to a Washington Post article, and I tried to use Oreo at big mac because Kaylin told me it would work. I
2: thought you did Oreo at Gmail.
1: I did. Um, did it work? No
2: what it did not work it's like this is
0: invalid well then you try a different one did you use the show email just do something like kevin johnson 69 at gmail because i'm Um, sure there's a kevin johnson (laughs) back to the timers and the grow light thing i want to because like all my house my, my regular house lights are on an app thing and i like that especially because then i can change the color it's super easy to just be like it's halloween time um i'm sure someone's already out there doing it but maybe we should get on it of grow lights that are app controlled, that you can change the color temperature throughout the day. Because like what you were saying, yes, depending on the color temperature, plants react if they're more in a vegetative state versus flowering state. Because the natural sun actually changes color temperature throughout the day. Let's do it. Can we just make it so my allocation never flower? Me, me.
1: No, probably no, I want. Probably not. I think that your allocation will continue to flower regardless of the color temperature, wavelength.
2: Right. I mean, my houseplants. I'm not growing for you know. I'm growing them for foliage.
0: I'm not growing them for
2: flowers. Like that doesn't.
0: But I want to make a grow light that's app controlled, so that at 8 a.m. it turns on and it's at 4,500 Kelvin. And then it, And then by noon it's at six thousand. Oh yeah. and, mix the, and then go back No, on. there's. I mean,
1: the the basement at. The conservatory is full of growth chambers. That, mm-hmm. that, growth that, chambers. Yeah, it's like they look like giant refrigerators. It's kind of scary down there. <laughs> but yeah, they, they're basically fully automated chambers that you can control over the course of a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of a month, over the course of a year, What's... you can slowly, like yeah. on a spectrum, change the intensity of light. the like the day, like the diurnal shift. So like how, how hot and cool it's getting each day.
2: Can you hide bodies?
1: Yeah. No. What? <laughs> this is okay. In your growth uh,
2: chambers, can you hide a body?
1: Oh my god. Again, no, because we have. He a, said yes. We have a awesome person that like runs all of those things. But again, I am not speaking for the University of Minnesota. <laughs> this is just my own opinion and my own. And like, apparently, you can hide ideas. bodies in them. No. Adam they're too said small. Yes. They're he way too didn't
2: small. hear you. No, but I don't care. I think it was one of those things where, where he best.
1: reacted before he comprehended. <laughs> The point is, uh, there, Christine, I think you have a really good point. And I think that there are technologies out there that already exist. Yeah, but And at they a can be controlled bubble? by artificial intelligence.
0: No more about the robots. But I want something like a good old, like a Soltech light that you put in a lamp mm-hmm. and then you, on an app you can say. Yeah, but then on your
2: $200 lamp is going to be a $400 lamp. I don't want to pay more for that. Yeah,
0: But but I like the but
2: idea we of- make it. Also of like light. <laughs> yes, with our. Well, you can. You have light experience. Yeah. Christine's going to be an inventor.
1: Adam has a talking stick. Of dimmable lights yeah. that can slowly dim on into the morning and dim out mm-hmm. at night. That could be another thing that would beneficially affect plant growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things. All those things. If you could get more, which you can't really do with. I mean, there's the there's the limitation of my analog right. timer, I right. guess. But um, the point is we agree on timers.
2: Yes. Yeah. Why would we not? I love to turn my lights on every 12 hours. Not. <laughs>
0: I think along with that, uh, grow lights, we agree with grow lights too. We agree with grow lights. I agree with grow lights.
2: Uh, For sure, grow lights, but it's not necessary. You don't need a grow light to be a plant parent.
0: You can grow your plants in life. Oh, so my windowless bathroom is just fine. I don't need any grow lights. Fuck off. God damn it. Well, that's, I'm. I know, I know. You bring this up every time. You bring this up every time. I brought it up because you said you don't need them. And yes, you do need them. No, I'm saying that
2: plant parents who don't have grow lights are not less of a plant parent if they don't have grow lights. But if you want to be a plant parent. If you're going to be a person who insists on growing a plant in a windowless bathroom, first of all, you can fuck off. Second of all, put a fucking grow light in there. And your normal lights don't count. I don't care if they're LEDs. They have to be on for sixteen hours. And like three inches above your plant if you're going to get those to work so just don't and or don't tell the internet on the don't tell the internet in the plant groups you can do that because you can't
0: alternatively if you're an individual who lives like in an apartment or a townhouse situation and you only get one side with windows and it's only north windows you you will want to consider or you will need to get grow lights to be able to successfully oh, yeah. like well, grow are...
2: you can grow plants there you just won't be able to grow them big or fast or anything right.
1: There, and mm. some of them not excellent at all tool mm-hmm. uh, excellent gadget to basically increase the <laughs> growing space that you have in whatever your space is so mm-hmm. and it does of course depend on the grow light and i think we're going to do another episode where we could dig into really more specifically yeah. like what we'll grow lights work um it's going to be a big for episode. now i think let's just go ahead and agree <laughs> that grow lights are a good addition to your arsenal they're if, worth it yeah, yeah. If, if you need them And also
2: the cheap lights aren't necessarily going to be good lights. So don't go out and buy the first $30 Amazon gooseneck grow light you see because those ones are shit.
1: Yeah. Generally speaking, just the the full spectrum Mm -hmm. white or, you know, warm white. I like those best.
2: And you definitely have to look up if you are buying from a reputable grow light maker or if you're just buying what's cheap. Sometimes the cheap stuff works. Sometimes it does not.
1: Yeah, it's more of a gamble, and we've talked about that in yep. past episodes. Yeah. As well. And we'll talk about it again in our mm-hmm. correlate episode yeah. that we eventually will get to. What other gadgets, you guys? What, what are we? What are we? Humidifiers.
0: Oh yeah. No, take it or leave it. Worth it? Sure. No, I don't know. I mean, I mean like you will get cumulative. nicer growth,
2: sure, but it's just not efficient to fill up your thing every right, like every I, day.
0: I put, and cur- it's not
1: economical to buy t- distilled water all the time. I put yeah, curtains
2: and I hate cleaning them
1: so up in my plant room so yeah. that I could like enclose the room in the winter and that helps the humidifier be more efficient. And I just use tap water and I'm just like, I know it's gonna degrade this humidifier slowly over the mm-hmm. next few years, but they're only twenty five bucks. But for me, it's not worth like reverse osmosising what? Or water. buying
0: distilled water. Buying all distilled the time. water. Yeah. I'm gonna skip over tents because we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, we like grow tents. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we like tents. we like terrariums macrame worth it i mean Ooh.
2: sure learn how to make your own but it's going to take practice get your knots the right tension yeah great for working on that vertical space uh and fitting more plants in a window
1: and in this case you are the gadget if you're making your macrame i don't know if macrame is a gadget um but right agreed with hanging macrame yeah, hang your plants using more vertical space mm-hmm. yes
2: i went nuts on that in my apartment I had a it was shit cool. ton of fucking, it was really I had cool. a double row of plants and macrame in addition to a I mean, little and, stand in front of the window and Southwest facing window, eight feet or was it 12 feet, 10 feet, 10 feet wide. Oh, it was
1: glorious. <laughs> and now you have that experience you can be, like draw upon for the rest of your life. Weird. I mean, honestly, two rows of macrame was a little much.
2: <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> Having to get into your second row of macrame through your first row of macrame, <laughs> that's like literally pot touching pot touching pot because you have so many plants.
1: Right. It was really difficult. Um, I mean, there's like, we could talk about plant stands, trellises.
2: Plant stands, yes. I love creating different heights slash making sure my plants are at the right height to see out of the window. Uh-huh. Um, or you can be like me and just find
0: a tall box. Yeah, it's funny. I use old books. I have actually, I have a plant stand that's not tall enough to hit one of my windows. So I put boxes on the plant. Right. Well,
2: we have a bunch of wood scraps for various reasons at the house. So I'll just go out and find a wood scrap the size I need. (laughs) I just use cedar wood scraps. Yeah. I think we
1: we were talking about making an episode just into like cherry rigging. Oh, yeah like how useful it is to just DIY and Jerry yeah. rig as much as you can when you're growing plants. It's mm-hmm. just fun.
2: Take a pot, turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah, it's a plastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: strawberry forks.
2: Oh my God, I love, love them. them. I just bought some. I had some, my grandma had like some shit she gave me and she's like, here, one of them was the, they're the floral forks. They're the metal ones. So I don't like those because they will rust in your wet soil. But I got some strawberry forks because I was out of the metal ones. Oh my God, I love them. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep your props in your pot they're going to tie down any vines you want to root into your soil they're just like little prongs plastic prongs
1: twist ties those are nice i like having twist ties because i use trellises and i use poles cocoa poles a lot and i
2: i'm a little more efficient i like to use clips because twist ties you have to
0: twist it
1: mm. clips you just go
2: boop and it's done
0: clips i like the velcro mm-hmm. stuff i would be little disclaimer just be careful with your twist ties you don't want to be twisting too tight oh they have the twisty ties the that are covered in that plast like the the puffy yeah foam, that helps yeah which will help i mean uh, yeah. I just, they I, still
2: do get too tight as your vine grows
1: i just use regular ones and i loosen them i the
0: have recently found these like plastic kind of like reusable zip tie situation where it's um like a bunch of uh, notches like notches yeah that you can then tighten onto the oh i have some of those from work those are cool yeah those are nice I love yeah. the idea of a There's a lot of
1: different zip things that are versatile that you can use, mm-hmm. like uh, twist ties or clips. Yeah.
2: Spoons. Just how do oh, we're
1: talking, We're talking about gadgets, and Kaylin's talking about spoons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, uh, you use a spoon to scoop soil. Oh. I have a couple of designated plant spoons. I mean, we, um, I, to be fair,
1: I, I brought up a chopstick, so you can break up a spoon.
0: Fertilizer sticks. Big old no. Like the Miracle Grow. Oh, where it's just like a little. Like, stick that you put pellets oil,
1: soil. Yeah. yeah, no. I like That's... the, pell- the slow-release pellets better because they're, like... It's not just, like, super concentrated in one tiny spot. Right. Releasing high levels of nutrients. It's, like, yeah, for dispar- better dispersal. I had a moment where I
0: did use those because I was like, oh, sure, why not? But I found that they just don't even break down.
1: They mm. just I think stay. they... I know people use them, like, for shrubs outside. And even sure. then, it's, like, I don't like the idea of all the nutrients kind of being concentrated in mm-hmm. that little pocket I of wonder, soil. I wonder,
2: you know, if we buried it instead of vertically horizontally that spreads it out you know two
1: more inches but it, then it might like just <laughs> it might just break down faster and
2: i mean what well you could do chop it up into a bunch of tiny sprinkles <laughs> sprinkle it over that's it inside, better than using a paper paper bag, steak form.
1: take a hammer smash it into powder oh so it's okay
2: it. when we break up fertilizer sticks but not when we break up our wee pots
0: yeah okay uh-huh. so fertilizer sticks no probably <laughs> not. not worth it Kaylin, you put this on your super trellis. Is that the thing where it's the, little it's the hexagons? hexagons
2: that are 3D printed that are overpriced that then lock together that you can like build up your trellis as your plant grows. I um, like the idea of them. I mean, yeah, sweet, the yeah, idea is great. What it. they what they what they need is they need better like base stakes for when you put it in your pot. Great for if you're staying within like a four inch pot range. You get up to six inch pots and you start making those things bigger, those stupid little stakes that they give you to like anchor your pot in or like your trellis into the pot. They break, they are not sturdy. They, snap. they also yeah, they don't come out. Mm. Um so, like, as far as, like, a large trellis, it's not going to work. Do not use it for a Monstera. Hoyas, sure. Great. Uh, but even then, the Hoya is going to get heavy enough that it's going to cause it to bend and snap
1: yeah. uh, at the
2: base. <laughs> because guess what? Mine, My Hoya Lisa just did that. Mm-hmm. Bend and snap. And then so now I have any- to anchor it with two stakes on the backside that are now clipped to the trellis for support.
1: For any trellis or totem that's wood or plastic, I've seen people use, like, like put... Not plastic. Any trellis or totem that's metal or wood. Did Mm -hmm. I say that? I don't remember. But you can use like a plastic bag on the outside of it or a Mm -hmm. balloon or something to coat. Finger condom. Right. Finger condoms are great for lots of reasons. (laughs) Uh, Use protection. Right. Like uh, if you cut your finger. Um, And those are good because basically the metal can rust and the, the metal will rust yes and the wood will rot eventually even bamboo
2: you can use cedar which is more prone to or it's more resistant of rotting. bamboo and cedar are rotting, are both sorry cedar and bamboo also mm-hmm. good eventually they will break down especially if you're using them in lekka they will get wet mm-hmm.
1: they, turn they black will and then disintegrate they basically, snap. and
2: then you have to watch out they could give you root rot while they're breaking down yeah, they could like introduce bacteria
1: happen. but those are just tricks and tips that i've seen mm-hmm um i like the plastic
2: coated stakes that you can get at like garden centers uh they come in various heights and i have a whole
0: green collection yeah.
1: yeah yeah like i, like I hate plastic but also it's one of the, like only things that is gonna hold up to they'll water after we're gone yeah it's the only thing they'll be here when we Maybe, after yes, we're going, my plants
2: will sucks. be supported after i die um, <laughs> i no, they'll be taken care of till they fall off the trellis
1: wow adam just rolled his eyes at me no i looked uh, over here and then i looked over there that was
0: an eye roll Along with Super Trellis, we have the metal circle trellises.
2: Christine loves those for Hoyas. Absolutely love them. I just bought them. I finally broke down because I don't like buying stuff on Amazon. But I was like, oh, fuck it, I need these. So I bought some.
0: I've been looking at making my own circle trellis. Treli- trellises. Trellis. Trellis. Treli- Are you going to weld them? <laughs> Mm-mm. Are you going to just get some metal
2: wire and bend it? hmm I did that. They're not as sturdy as the ones you got. Because mm. you can't get the right mm-hmm. diameter of wire size for that.
0: There was a small trend on TikTok for a while of people just putting... Like twelve gauge wire into their plant, and then using that to like they kind of like were making abstract shapes and putting their plants up on mm-hmm. that. I want to try it That'd because be cool.
2: the one circle trellis that I I made with leftover wire from a craft project um, was the one that was on the sunrise, and mm-hmm. it was very flimsy, right? And it didn't want to stay up, and the wire wasn't a big enough gauge that it actually had like purchase in the
1: leca that it was in. Mm-hmm. I guess another gadget would be like sharp cutting tools for good good pruners yeah good pruners or like a. Good, for my
2: birthday i would really like the fancy ones that simone has falco i don't know Falcos. someone talks about having expensive fancy ones yeah, that are really the black good. and orange ones because i think i have a couple of Fiskars is no. black and orange oh, they're yeah. like red
1: handled pruners oh. that are made really really well i
2: also want the fancy kai scissors um for mm-hmm. sewing those are hundred dollars i have well, a pair at work but that I crosses want at home. over
1: too right because like i would also say like wire cutters are useful if we're, do, if mm-hmm. we're talking about gadgets because like not only are you, if you have a big collection of plants, not only are you going to be cutting plant vegetative material, but also you might be cutting wire. We have tin
2: snips at home. Yeah. Yellow handle ones. They're mm-hmm. great.
1: For like making your own trellises or totems or.
2: Especially if you're going to make your own totems with your um little chicken wire stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Like good scissors, all that stuff. All that stuff is useful. Like masks for if you're mixing your own potting oh mix. Perlite dust. Yikes. Yeah. You don't want to inhale perlite dust. So. Pot strainers, pasta strainers. Oh, oh yeah, strainers. They're. we well, use those mesh to, laundry bags gauges. to rinse your leca.
0: Yep, and then I use the mesh strainers to just when I'm cleaning like a Yeah, meshes. Like I have
2: gotten so lazy. If there's roots on my hoya balls, they go in the compost now. I don't want to spend there's the time cleaning hoya
0: them.
1: Ball, yeah, which
0: is
2: always going to happen.
1: So what about bye net pots? Would would net pots be considered a, a mm-hmm. Or do we want to save that? Net pots like, like plastic that. nursery pots are my favorite. Well we but now we're getting into the, the territory of that's just a plant accessory. Oh so it's
0: not a gadget. Yeah. Right. Um butterfly orchid clips is the last thing we have on our list. And I'm going to say if you want to save money on those, just get the hair clips.
2: I've looked into it, the hair clips, you can't buy them in bulk oh, to save some. money because yeah. I want like the hundred pack for like five bucks. And so I find like the shitty green orchid clips or like I got some butterfly ones in pink because I like pink, um, or they're dragonflies, but like the hair clips I found are just more expensive and you can get
1: more for less if you just look for the orchid clips. I've, I've always used twist ties and they've always worked <laughs> fine. And yeah. Not, and you can get no those reasoning. free
2: on loaves of bread and yeah, buns. Exactly. Other things I'm you about buy at it. the grocery store. I'm about it. I do save those.
1: You guys, I feel like that's a pretty good list of gadgets. I mean, there's there's definitely more gadgets out there that, I'm, that I've am that probably even used that I'm not thinking of right now, mm-hmm. but.
2: Go start big and small.
1: With dragonfly plastic. Butterfly clips, yeah. Butterfly clips, okay. Almost. They
2: make me happy, okay? <laughs> All my sticks and stuff and my plants are green and the plant clips are pink and they just look really cute together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it looks like I have a dragonfly landing on my plant.
1: I mean, I think we covered the really most important things, which are, we didn't talk about fans, but maybe include those.
2: Great for air circulation. Yeah.
1: Like we talked about the things that basically contribute directly to those most important characters, characteristics of growing plants, which are light and circulation, water, nutrients. We talked about pH meters. We talked about humidity, hygrometers, all those things. The gadgets we mentioned are just going to help you deal with with those most important mm-hmm. aspects of plant growth.
2: One more thing I forgot. I need an inside hose for watering my plants uh, in the winter. I I don't trust it to not leak everywhere, but.
1: um, I used the outside hose inside. I just attached it to my basement <laughs> sink last winter. That's that's currently on my to-buy
0: list is actually a converter. For uh, the sink? For the sink to be able to put a hose on it so I can just spray stuff down in my I tablet. want one
2: of those like lightweight, like the shrinky hoses. I have
0: that for just outside stuff.
2: It. I mean, I have a giant fucking heavy ass 100 foot yellow hose that's ridiculous
1: <laughs> that I lug around everywhere outside. Yeah, but
0: I have a 100 foot streaky hose that shrinks down to like eight inches after I'm done. Cries and heavy hose. Uh,
1: uh, well, am I, the shower, like, sh- some showers have just that detachable. Oh, handle? I use, oh,
2: yes, that's another those gadget are... you need. The detachable shower <laughs> handle. Yeah. Slash. Th- I hate showering with those, but I don't ever shower in this bathroom that I'm using it for, but I pull it down and water my plants all the time. Spray them down for bugs. Yeah. All So maybe if you have, like,
1: if you're putting in a new shower or something, like, consider getting one. That no, 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 no.
2: no really, you can just replace like what you bucks. have. Yeah. Yeah. You just unscrew your existing shower head. You okay. get some of the fancy flat tape that feels like floss and then you pop it back in. Plummer's so it doesn't like, uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Um, it's basically fat floss. But in my bathroom, the bathtub is separated from the sink or the shower, so that's not feasible for me. So that's why I'm thinking about getting a shank like sink a, attachment yeah, yeah. so I can just... That huh. sucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we covered a lot of bases here, but I'm sure there are more. There are more...
2: Do we want to hit our plan of the week? Yeah. I have to think about what it is. Adam, it's not going to be as a because you got rid of it.
1: Yeah. Which you'll be hearing about probably every episode, how... That I got rid of the Brevomosa and it can no longer be my plant of the week. You also got rid of your epipenob. Uh, epipenob plants we're sad
2: though. Adam got rid of. <laughs> I mean, plants uh, we regret uh, Adam getting rid of. I feel like
1: <laughs> that is actually a really perfect topic for next week's episode.
2: <laughs> get ready for 50 minutes of us talking about Adam's plants he
1: no longer like, grows. I, just, I love shocking people when I grow like giant specimen yeah. plants and then I get rid You're of them. Like, gone don't want it anymore
0: my plant of the week
2: is going to be my philodendron silver sword i'm very proud of him right now i finally stopped touching him and breaking off all his new growth and he's actually sizing up and giving me leaves he's probably like two feet tall but there's like six plants in the pot and he's beautiful silver foliage and cute little sword um baby 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 sword, baby baby sword shaped leaves words are hard nailed it plant of the week
0: I just realized I'm going to make mine my, my Macalathea Musaica while it still looks nice. <laughs> it sounded like you said Macalathea. My Macalathea. My calathea music. Oh my God.
1: Musaica.
0: Calathea Musaica while it still looks nice because when it's outside, it gets beautiful and then it just kind of shrivels up Is in the winter. Is it
1: Musaica or Mosaica?
0: It's Mewzaica. Moo. Oh. Mu. Moo. Love it. Beautiful Mew. plant. Super nice and full and happy giant leaves and it's mm. going to look like garbage in three months, but then it'll be nice again. Later.
1: You guys, what's my plan of the week? You're not amongst them. Mm-hmm. Should it be? No, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't even know what my plan of the week is. Do I have one upstairs? That's a what about of... your awesome Jose Bono top cut you showed me? That's pretty sick. I mean, but that's not even like, it's just a cutting. <laughs> a cutting. That's true. And I would say I've got what about your whale fin? Oh, no, you already had that whale fin. Whale d- 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 fin. Yeah, I think I used my variegated whale fin mm-hmm. as it my plan of the week. So I think I'm going to talk today about my.
0: Were the marble epis you
1: showed me the Begonia. Cool. Oh. Emerald jewel. <laughs> Is it an emerald jewel begonia? I think it's Begonia pustulata. It's upstairs in my grow tent. Oh, it that's has fuzzy nice. green, emerald uh, colored leaves with yep. like neon, almost neon veining. Mm-hmm. They're fuzzy. It's like a crazy fuzzy begonia. I don't know why I called it crazy. It's just... <laughs> it's a cool one. And I'm going to take a picture of it as soon as this episode is over. And I'll post it on our Discord. So please do mm. come find our Discord and Hang out engage. with us, plant nerds. Yeah. 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 We love hearing from you.
2: Yep. All nice. right, everybody.
1: Yes, it's yes, been yes. fun.
2: Yeah, cool. We didn't get as distracted
0: this time. I mean... We got distracted within the distraction. I think we got distracted. I, I mean, right I think away, off the the first bat. two
1: minutes, we started talking about some random thing. Yep. I don't even remember what. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges
2: podcast. Yeah. Where we stay rough. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I hate it. I hate it. I hate, <laughs> it. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I'm going to make mouth sounds now.
1: <laughs> See it. y'all next time. <laughs> Thanks for another one. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Ooh, boy.
0: (laughs) Why are we like this?